You are listening to the City on a Hill Sermon Podcast. For more information about our church and to support this ministry, visit cityonahilldfw.com. Thank you. I love songs that magnify the triune nature of our God. There's something very powerful, I think, about Trinitarian worship, and it's not something that we see a whole lot of in contemporary worship, so I love when we can find songs that really do that, that really, that really uh, expound upon that a little bit. You know, this is a time of the year where I think more so than any other point in the year, we want to make memories, right? I mean, that's what so many of these traditions are all about, the, the fun decorations and the, the Christmas presents and, and just the little rituals that, that each individual family has. It's kind of passed down from generation to generation to where you look back years prior and, and remember those sort of precious moments, those things that, that were just so wonderful and, and bring such awe to you that God has so richly blessed me and continues to bless me. And, and, and I love that about this time of year. There's more pictures being taken. There's more special little outfits for the kids. I mean, there's just this desire to want to capture that moment, knowing that in the future, I'm going to look back on that and, and really be blessed by how I felt then. This past week, I um, was on Facebook, and uh, a church member of ours, Stephen Gould, I hope you won't mind me name-dropping him, uh, posted a picture of his son, Colin. And uh, Colin is now in his early 20s, uh, works for a fire department in Denton, a grown man, loves the Lord. But this picture of him was three or four years old. I mean, just a, a, little, a little kid. And I thought about it as I was, as I was just reading his post. It was kind of more of like, I hope this doesn't embarrass him, but look how cute he was kind of deal. It was really a, a sweet post. And I thought, you know, for, for Stephen... That must have seemed like forever ago and yet also like yesterday. And, and to see how his son has grown up must be really amazing, thinking about what he thought of him when he was just a child and, and imagining what is he going to be like. Well, now he's an adult, and, and this is what he's like, right? I mean, it's like all of those, those dreams and prayers and everything that, that we as parents do for our kids sort of came to fruition in some way. Whether it was like the way he prayed or not, it, it, it's here. It's a reality. And I, it struck me as I was watching or reading this post and looking at this picture that Colin in that picture isn't a whole lot younger than my own kids. And I'm in that stage right now where I'm like, I wonder what my daughters are going to be like. I wonder what they're going to do when they grow up. I wonder how they're going to interact and, and what's going to interest them and, and where they're going to go in life. It, it's a mystery to me. Now, I will pray, and I will, I will give guidance, and I will do all the things that I think are good for them, Jessica and I both, but, but at the end of the day, we have no real way of knowing what they're going to be like. And then that got me thinking a little bit about, again, just this year and this time of year in particular, where we, we stand in this strange, strange year, right, 2020. I, I mean, think about, like, if, if this were a TV show, it would be like 20 seasons, right? I mean, just pick a month, and there's been something different going on. It's, it's crazy. It's a crazy year. And yet, I think we get stuck in this pattern of 
worry and anxiety over what is next year going to be like? When are we going to get out of this? How is this going to look two years down the line? I know as pastors, we think about that for our church. I mean, when are we going to be back to normal? Is there ever going to be a normal? I hope there will be. I trust there will be, but, but we don't know. And then I was brought to this really beautiful passage that I want to share with you this morning, uh, one from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 46, verses 9 and 10. Yahweh comes to Isaiah, and, and he said a lot of things up to this point. I mean, 46 chapters in, right? But he says to him, for I am God, there is no other. For I am God, there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done. What is God communicating to Isaiah? He's communicating, hey, I know things look really bad right now. I know you're in captivity or about to be. Things are really, really grim for your people and for you and for your prophetic ministry that no one seems to be listening to. But I want to remind you, Isaiah, though you might fear what what tomorrow looks like, though you might fear what next year looks like, though you may worry about where are we going with this, I am God and I know where we're going because I've declared the end from the beginning. Yeah. So I just want to say to you that like a parent who looks at their child and wonders where this child is going to grow. How is this child going to grow up? And and, and like a a person living in this world right now, wondering what is my life going to be like next year? Am I going to have a job? Am I going to have all of this? And, And I can't answer those questions. But I can tell you that we serve a Savior who says, I know. I I haven't, I, God does not look down and go, hope this works out. He's already written the whole book. He knows how it ends. He knows how it ends. He knows your fears. He knows your worries. He knows your concerns. And some of them are very legitimate. They're very real fears and worries and concerns. But what he says is, fear not. Worry not. Be not concerned. But trust me. Will you trust me? I think it's interesting, too, that I'll close with this, that as I was looking at that picture of, of young Colin and thinking of my own kids, I, I wondered what Mary and Joseph must have thought about Jesus. Certainly, he came into the world quite differently than any other child, and he truly did shake things up the moment he came in the flesh. But Mary was still a mother. You know, I, I don't think we can, we, we certainly cannot think more of Mary than what she was. She was a mother. She had no idea who Jesus would become. She loved the Lord. She was a faithful servant of the Most High. She prayed for Jesus. She took Jesus to the temple to be dedicated. I mean, she was a very uh, committed, faithful woman, her and Joseph both. And so I imagine they prayed over Jesus. They worried about Jesus. They certainly worried about Jesus when they were on their way back from the temple and they somehow left him there for like a long time. Read the Gospels and and you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, It's a shocking part of the story that I don't think we talk about enough. But they likely worried about him. And then he grew up. And I imagine as he was on the cross, she thought to herself, this is not 
who I thought my son would become. This is not how I thought his story would go. And yet, praise God, that is how his story went. You see, Mary didn't know, but the father did, because he is Yahweh declaring the end from the beginning. He knows. I don't know where you are right now. You may have a lot of fear. You may have a lot of stress in your life. And I want to give you permission to feel that. I don't want to tell you to just suck it up and pray more. But I also want to remind you that in the midst of your fear and your stress, there is a real solution to that. And it is a God on His throne, sovereignly looking down with a perfect plan to bring about His kingdom here in Fort Worth, even in the midst of a pandemic. And it includes you. That plan includes you. That mission includes you. Will you join Him? Will you be a part of it? I pray you will. Pray with me, and we're going to continue to sing to our great King. Lord, how we love you, and we thank you that you are a God who looks down and is not surprised by anything. Nothing shocks you. Nothing makes you take pause. Everything that happens is because you have sovereignly allowed it to happen, knowing that even the bad will be overcome by your good, that even the awful will be used for your glory in ways that we can never imagine. And so God, in the midst of this season of stress, of busyness, of confusion, I pray that you would put our eyes upon you, the one who declares the end from the beginning, Lord, how we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.